0: Can I oh start really? With this? Yeah, yes. please. Go ahead. So you said that uh, about Bill Clinton. So we're talking impeachment still. This is our podcast only right. edition of Dig Deep. Would not be elected. <clears throat> what did you say would not yeah, be elected? Yeah, he would not in be in not elected post today. Me post too. Me Too era. I don't think we're in the post Me Too Movement. I mean, what? Well, what I, I, how did Donald Trump okay, then get elected? But I don't
1: mean post Me Too, like it's over and it's forgotten. Okay. I mean, like in this climate, in this in cli- the awareness, and Me Too happened mm-hmm. after Donald Trump got elected, right? But and, and I think you know, in that context, someone with Clinton's background is not going to make it through a primary, through a Democratic primary.
0: So that's what I'm saying. I yeah. think it could happen in a Republican. Now I get the awareness, but I don't know that it has trans. Sended into politics, the Me Too movement, or into positions of leadership. Does that make sense? So yeah, if you're it saying does. it's not
1: ubiquitous Me. everywhere, like we have 100% consensus about it, I totally agree. I don't think anyone running the Democratic primary today with like a credible rape allegation would garner five votes. It, it just wouldn't.
0: But what about Republicans?
1: Maybe.
2: Well, I Me- mean, there's a number of assault allegations against the President of the United States. Some uh some of them you can argue pick them apart and maybe they're not as credible but some of them are very credible yeah. and and they in, and have to do with his past involvement dating back years and years his own divorce decree and and things like that and and he not only did he get elected and i'm going to just say this right now he could get reelected I, I, uh yeah. it's
1: possible well, i think if you were talking about donald trump is an anomaly i mean he is i i don't think anyone could argue that he is like not some different thing. If you said, like, could Marco Rubio have a rape allegation and get the Republican nomination?
2: Probably I have, not, yeah. No. 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 no one... See, there's something going on in in the national psyche. I don't even know what to call it. It's almost like a spell. And And Trump right. has figured out the narcissism of our age and the fact that he never apologizes or regrets anything... Seems to be literally never regrets anything despite its obvious problems. Right. It, it, it has this effect on people. Well, it must not be true then, I guess. Well, I don't know. But, but, but,
1: you know, could Oprah run for president today and have some like scandal that offended the sensibilities come to light and still get elected president? I, I think, yeah, yeah, I think she could. We, we are at this point in our evolution as a country where the presidency is no longer the presider. It's no longer like the lesser of three branches of government. It's literally like
2: the emperor. The
1: emperor and mm-hmm. in that case, the person with the most bling with the greatest story with the it's it, it is ripe for a Donald Trump, Oprah Winfrey, and I'm not trying to put those morally on the same <laughs> ground, but I'm trying to yeah. I'm trying to put them on the same like it is made for the Kardashians to run right. for president,
2: and and like I, I've been seeing, no, and Kanye West actually he is yeah. being touted as a potential successor to Trump in the right. Trump circles because he's been open to the Trump message and all this, and right. and, and, and so so it, it's no longer about like the I think the thing that's been smashed maybe at or before Clinton and thereafter are these political norms. And some of them probably deserved smashing, no doubt. But we were governed a lot in this country by norms more than we realize. Like, it's just not done. And so, you know, in the Senate. Oh, you know, now
1: you are triggering me. Oh, yeah. No, go ahead. Well, I, I, I feel like, I mean, <laughs> yes.
0: We're digging deep here.
1: I, th- I think that culturally we were a, a, a society governed by norms. And I think that there was, uh, you know, things, lines that you didn't cross, ways of decorum. Mm -hmm. There were ways of dealing with each other. And I feel like the entire progressive project post Wilson, but particularly post New Deal and, and the modern incarnation of the 1960s you know, liberal now on is all about what norms are left that we can destroy. And I feel like we're living, I feel like Donald Trump is the ultimate embodiment of the 1960s value system, you know, put into play in this country. Oh, oh, I get to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Okay, boomer. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm an I'm an, you're expert, you're an I'm, I am too. Yeah, uh, and, and so is Heidi. So none of us get to say that. But I think that you're talking about like a cultural generational thing. The 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 the, the post I, I don't think you can separate them. This one, the post war post World War II America, and then its children and grandchildren, uh, is this weird. We, we will write of this time. Not we will be dead. They will write of this time many things, uh, and and a, one of the things is the the rapid change of technology, of the rapid change of. Um, you know, empowerment of people who had no power, uh, the destruction of of institutions that once held sway, and all of these things can be blamed individually or all at once. I don't make the same connection, obviously, between 1960s liberalism and Donald Trump. Uh, I I do see in Donald Trump um, uh, human nature... Uh, the the base nature of all people in um, an almost comical, um, melodramatic uh, parody of of these human nature things. And he, he's figured out how to make exactly enough people and one p- whole political party react in a certain way, just enough to maintain an almost unshakable sense of power in the time that he's got. and And... He's not, I mean, he's probably freaking out about impeachment, but I don't think there's any reason to believe, as many have said, that we are looking at a time where impeachment, even if it's well prosecuted, even if they find worse and worse things, which they probably will, that it's going to lead anywhere that's going to change this country for the better. This is the problem we're in. And whether it started with Clinton or whether you want to blame Democrats or Republicans. uh, I guess one of the things, and we don't have much time, but one of the things I was left with coming in here today was how do we, meaning all of us, people listening who disagree, the people at this table and the people beyond, how do we go back, or maybe go back is the wrong word, how do we live up to the notion of a nonpartisan constitutional system of government? How do we go... To a time, and how much of that is legal, political? How much of that is cultural? You know, because the Constitution was written by within a certain con- cultural construct that is no longer the case. Uh, how do we how do we do that? You know, and and so like the smashing of one norm, like, uh, like y- the
1: Constitution's a living, breathing document that should be reinterpreted for its time. Well, no, which is no, like a no, core no. liberal doctrine. I, I mean, this. No, I'm, I'm, with you in the sense that I'm, I'm like an originalist. I would like to see us follow the Constitution as it's right. written, with the intent of the Federalist but, Papers. But you know, let's talk like,
2: about smashing a political norm. It's one, you know, one norm is that, um, you know, people uh, of a certain gender are subject to different rights systems than people of the other gender. And that's a norm that we can, I think, agree was good that they smashed that. But that was widely held at the time the Constitution was written. And there were things in there were things in the Constitution that were, as we've talked before, surrounding slavery, surrounding the way people are treated, uh, and and so certain norms. Smashing them is a political decision that changes with the culture and lives is yes a living breathing thing that changes. On the other hand. Can we agree to, and I don't even mean the Constitution exactly as it was written, though obviously some people would see it that way, how can we get to a system by which the leading Democrat, popular Democrat, and the leading popular Republican, the people who their people voted for and like, can sit down and write a budget uh, that lasts longer than eight weeks, you know? Uh, knowing that those two people don't agree about what that budget should be or how it should be prosecuted or or handled, we're in—and I'm more worried about the norms than I am about the Constitution because the norms right now have become this scorched earth that is—I mean, it's just so discouraging. It's discouraging to watch. It's—I can't watch the news— as much. I used to, you you and me were in yeah. college watching the news. You were printing out stuff. I was printing out stuff. I was, you know, into this. I went into journalism because I love the idea that a well-informed population makes good decisions. Um, and And now we're in this period where, you know, we're informing ourselves what we already want to know, or not at all, or we're looking for sources to tell us, you know, what we already believe or what feels comfortable to us our data is exploited in such a ways that not only... I know that because I'm researching new flooring for our house, and I'm getting all these ads and special targeted promotions related to flooring, that if they can do that for flooring, I know they're doing it politically. I know that I'm seeing things in my... you know, I'm seeing things to help conform me with a political reality when i go on social media not everybody knows that and even experts people who study it like people with master's degrees in communication like me are still exploited and shaped by our by what we're seeing how do we talk to each other like we often do on this show how do we get to that point where where um we can function and that's my question, walking in the door, and I don't know that there's a good answer, but that's what I'm really concerned about
1: heidi I, I,
0: i'm I'm wondering also on that, uh, how do we get the next generation of civil servants or people serving mm-hmm. in nonpartisan positions when we're kind of watching this play out mm-hmm. during this impeachment but what
1: what is? okay. And I'm going to, I don't want to sound like the broken record here, um, but I'm going to go back to a theme that I I talk about all the time. We have created this system where now everything is decided at the federal level, whether you're going to have a sidewalk funded in front of your school is now a matter of the U.S. Congress obscene. That, that, there is no way. And so Aaron asked the question, Like, why can't the, the leading Democrat and the leading Republican sit down and write a budget that lasts more than eight weeks? And I'll tell you why. Because there's too much at stake in that budget. There's too many people that are tied into it. They have too many things that need to be met. Uh, they have too many constituencies that have to fall in line in order for us to take one single tiny little step. So you look at the the... Uh, civil servants today. And you're like, how, how can they be treated with respect? And I, I hear that a lot from people on the left. It's like, oh, we don't, we don't respect our teachers. We don't respect our DNR officers. We don't respect our, you know, wh- what, what have you. And like, I I, I, I feel that like I want deep respect, just for humans in general. Like I I think in society, our level of respect has dropped and the old curmudgeon in me is like, why can't we just be nice to each other? You know, like kids used to be so much more respectful. Um, But I also acknowledge that what we have done to a large extent is we have stripped power, decision, agency, capacity from people who used to be able to make reasonable decisions for themselves. We've centralized all those decisions in a handful of people who seem very distant, uh, very non-responsive to us, um, very uh, remote from our experiences, like they don't understand me or us or the things we go through. And we've given them all this power and authority. And not only that, but we've, we've made them, in a sense, untouchable. We're having this debate now, which I think is very dysfunctional over you know, how many billions can we take from Bill Gates and give to the masses? Um, it's an, it's an asinine conversation because you could take all of Bill Gates money. And it would fund the federal government for eight days. I mean, we're, we're not talking about like redistributing wealth in a way that means anything to people um, where the power is, is in the, the, if we want to call it the civil servants, the the professional class, this group of people that runs society today that is, unelectable, unaccounted, and has dramatic, dramatic impact over your lives and is just very disconnected from it. These are good people. And I'm not saying that they deserve derision or disrespect. They're trying to make, they're trying to hold this crazy system together. But I look at, you know, uh, the Donald Trump phenomena. And while I find him personally grotesque and I don't think he should be president, I don't think he's presidential. Anyone who does 90 tweets a day, uh, in his random, you know, way as he does an incoherent way as he does should not be in the oval. should not represent any of us as a country. Like I'm, I'm with you. You want to impeach him and hold him to that standard. I'm fine with that. Like remove him from office, but understand, I think, a, where he comes from or what what brought us to this point and B, the fact that the people you get next may be more polished around the edges. They may not call up the Ukrainian prime minister and say, hey, investigate my rivals. Uh, or you won't get your aid. They may understand that the way you actually do that is to, you know, him and ha and just hold back the aid. And then that call and try to find out And a low level bureaucrat will say, well, he's really interested in this. And like, Oh, well, we'll see if we can make that happen. And you know, uh, we'll point your son to a board of a major company and then, uh, you know, uh, things will start moving again. Understand that like, that's the, that's what we would go back to, which is also absolutely not acceptable. And so, you know, I share like the frustration of the Trump voter that this system is rigged, it's bad, it's wrong, it's centralized, it shouldn't be this way. Um, Impeachment won't fix that. And in fact, I think has a chance of making it even worse.
2: I don't know that impeachment will make it better or worse. I, 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 I only see it getting worse anyway. No matter I do too, what. and and that's because we've lost this ability to talk to one another. I, I don't now now you might expect I don't agree with everything you just said, um, but uh, I do agree on a, a couple of key things we've talked about before. Um, I I buy into the notion and have written about I call it the consultant class. Um, unelected people who have tremendous power—not, but they don't—they have power not only in our federal government where they congregate in great numbers, but that our state government, they exist at our county level and they exist at our local level to the degree we allow that to happen. We can see them; we know their names when they're local, which is a certain kind of check. Right, right. You know, we know who they are. But this, and, and to a degree that that that's existed, it's perhaps only become stronger as systems become more complex. Uh, it becomes harder for citizens to educate themselves about all of it. Even people like you and me who claim to be smarty pants and who talk smarty pants things into microphones uh, don't know all of it. you know it, it's impossible for a single human to know all of it, which means you have to start relying on experts, which means you're now dealing with the bias of experts, the the bias, and then the interests of experts, which might be something that you connect with or might not. but um, so I buy into that notion that that is a force and that is part of the frustration that people have with bureaucrats generally speaking and and I get that but I also feel like if everything we do can be can, can be sorted into your partisan leaning and that we should go to the spoils system or the pre-1914 system of patronage in government uh where you know there's nobody who knows anything, only people who serve the the leader, the the party, the machine um, I, I I don't buy that either. I maybe I'm too idealistic, too too liberal. that's why I tend towards centralization while you tend towards decentralization perhaps just our inclinations but I, I feel like we have, Uh, a problem here when people can't just know things, share their information, and then people make an educated decision about it. I I just, people don't know enough. Uh, It's impossible to know enough about everybody's biases. We don't know where this information, when we Google it, comes from quite often. You know, we don't know uh, who's making money off it. And, And I do think that income and, and power and money is, is involved. It's not the only factor, but it is, it, it is a factor. And, um, you know, I,
1: I, I, I just, I, I don't, I, I, I hear you and I, I understand what you're saying. I feel like there's, it's too convenient to take two snapshots of time and say mm-hmm. pre-1914 was, was patronage. And like, now we're not, I mean, explain Hunter Biden like, yeah, we are,
0: you know, well, pre pre 1960s that for sure. Yeah. Well, no, but and, pre and 1960s and
1: was like women were oppressed and today they're liberated. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go to holiday and talk to the woman behind the counter and see how liberated she feels. Right. You know, no, no. it's, it's, it, th- this is what we have done is we have, yes, we have cast off uh, norms mm-hmm. and we've cast off. Uh, expectations of each other. We've replaced them with a different set. We're, we're running like a very different experiment. And I I get it. Uh, the liberal progressive nature of American society today is that if this doesn't work, flip over the chessboard, we'll try something new. Um, I find that to be chaotic, unhelpful. And I also think it doesn't help us actually make progress and resolve things. I'm for w- what I think we would all, if we sat down and talked about it, I'm for women's liberation. I'm for advancement of humanity. I'm for equality of, 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 of treatment. And I think a just system is becomes a more equal system over time. I don't think that's what we've had. And I think we've evolved into a system that is even less so than the people who set out to put us on this track.
2: I, I, I'm glad to hear you say that. I know it's true, but I also know that if you were to go up in certain crowds in this country and say what you just said, you'd get booed, and that's the problem <laughs> we've got right no, now. No, I would get booed. Yeah, sure. No, you that's, know, and that's. But you I know, think.
1: But I think you. You, I, I often think that people think I would get booed because people hate, like, you know, uh, economic f- power for Black Americans, and they 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 want women in their kitchen. Yeah, there's an aspect of that. There's also an aspect of people who would burn down churches, and you know. Uh, think religion is horrible. I, I think that those are not mainstream voices. I think a lot of what you hear getting booed is the fact that a lot of this has been involuntarily shoved down people's throats in a way that has not resulted in prosperity. And I, I, I feel like the Trump phenomena is a lot of just destructively tapping into that. You know, there's this pit of angst
2: it, it's a it's it, I will this is where we agree I think is where we always have to end on an agreement uh, is pit of angst pit of angst no yeah yeah that's that's exactly where must, both of yeah, us are yeah. yeah no but I think that there is yeah. something there that is important to acknowledge and I think that it is uh, a representation of something going on in our society that we need to address I think we have a problem of not agreeing on our goals or how to accomplish our goals maybe even if we agree on goals, we, we have such profound disagreements about how to get there that that's a real issue. So I don't know if we need to break it down. We need to just a retreat, a national retreat. Maybe we All should just us.
1: have a, a, a national therapy session. Yeah.
2: Maybe we need to stay offline for three days and see what happens.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm in. Well, I'll climb ropes or something. How's yeah. that? Dig deep. <laughs> <laughs>